everybody. Welcome to uh, to the USL show brought to you by, let's see here, the Beautiful Game Network podcast at the BGNFM on Twitter and uh, BGM.FM on the interwebs, uh, Roughneck Scarves, roughneckscarves.com, and then Golden Gold Press. Uh, all, uh, all homes for wonderful various items. Uh, BGN, where you can find uh, a litany of podcasts, including one that I recorded earlier today, Views from the Bridge. Uh, this one. Uh, STL soccer reports there tons of others uh, basically if you want to follow an American uh, soccer club that's professional in the in this country and you'd like to do that via podcast there's a pretty good chance we have them uh, and and then you know BGN written a lot of written stuff as well so if you if you like your news and information digested in uh, in text form you can do that there as well uh, I'm your host is most of the time uh, Evan Valala, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, your favorite cheesemonger's favorite cheesemonger. Joining me, uh, a couple of my soccer friends. Uh, it is the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee, Phil Grooms. Phil, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, tornado storm passed, passed by it's me without uh, without the tornado <laughs> happening. Am I am I able to be heard? I'm sorry. Yeah, I got you now. You're you might you might be a little in and out, but you know, what? You know. I may need to drop out to be honest because I think the tornadoes tornadoes messed me up. So I apologize if I if I you're good now. Out. That's why I, I got I got you now. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we'll been, see what happens. Been having Tornado things happening in Phil's area. So if he's uh, if he's gone, we assume he just got uh, picked up and plucked down in Wonderland or something. Mine <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, He'll he'll meet a couple of uh, of characters along the way. Uh, also here, uh, it's Big Kev Kevin Camish, who I cannot like on the twenty fifth of this month due to a MLS fixture, but it's neither here nor there. But I still like you. That's even, fine. Okay. Even on the twenty fifth, I will still. Oh, like you. thanks, bud. Even even you supporting City does not stop me from liking you. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that that was a thing too. Yeah, everyone should just uh, should just root for Manchester City from here on out. Clearly, the only team worth paying attention to or following, uh, the champions of England. Um, and also here it's our uh, it's a non-international international correspondent, our uh, our most uh, recently graduated from college college graduate, <laughs> Ryan Allen. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Uh- and yeah, uh, so I know you guys won't be friends on the 25th, but uh-huh. Kevin and I have a bone to pick on within a fortnight's time on June 1st. Though, so. are you are you gonna oh. fortnight? You're gonna like build a house and shoot people out of it? Fortnight using the term for two weeks. <laughs> oh, got you. Okay. He's a college yeah. grad. He can use the big words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, Kev, you and I have a bone to pick on June 1st. Yes, we do. I don't know what you guys could be referring to. There's no soccer anymore. It's all over. Everything happened. Uh, speaking yeah. of everything happening, uh, we're going to run down some news real quick, I think. We have a couple of couple of news items. Uh, I suppose we will start with, uh, with the negative, depending. Uh, the United Soccer League is suing the UPSL. Uh, over potential trademark infringement and a cease and desist letter. Uh, as a business, I understand where they're coming from. As a joke, I would like to say that uh, 
I've been handed a list by by the USL's lawyers. They are also planning to sue uh, Manchester United, uh, United Airlines, <laughs> and uh, uh, United Way. Actually, the nonprofit <laughs> as well are all going down in this season to assist over the use of the word United. I don't know how you came up with three companies named United, but good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh no so guys really i think what this comes down to is that usl and upsl look terribly similar or uh it might be setting a bit of a precedent in that united soccer league does not want a bunch of soccer things to start using united uh or that being yeah or they're just being really petty which in that case yes mama come get i I think they should have to lip sync for their lives uh, (laughs) as to who gets the who gets the trademark two people will get that i'm very thankful for both i like that idea actually thank you you. Uh, so i think there may be a hint i i mean i'm guessing i don't know but there could be a hint of you know competition here and they're just gonna (sighs) use this to kind of push them out but is upsl like anything prior to it outside of the occasional florida soccer soldier over charlotte independence open cup result is upsl truly in direct competition of usl at the moment well they know but they are just like npsl and nisa trying to start a pro league with promotion Mm -hmm. relegation Mm -hmm. so um and to me they seem to have the business the best business model of the three i just mentioned so Mm. um i to me that's that's the main reason why i wonder if there's a hint of just you know get them before they actually figure this thing out because they have the most potential but that's a total guess and a long shot. It's, it, but it is an option. It's the most dramatic option. It is the most dramatic option. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would really hate for that to be the case. I really just think that USL wants to protect United and soccer and league. Uh, and I don't think they like that professional is being put in. And this is speculation, but you know. If people see United Soccer League and United Professional Soccer League, you're going to assume that United Professional Soccer League is higher quality. I imagine. And that might be the case that they make. I don't know. I mean, I did see the other lawsuits they have lined up for Manchester United, United Way, and United Airlines. But, uh, oh, they're also suing the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Um, But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is all just baseless speculation. Also, for people that still don't understand that I'm really sarcastic, those other three lawsuits against Manchester United, United Way, uh, United Airlines, and the United Center are not actually happening. They didn't send me a list. Thank you. And, and just to clear it up, uh, this yeah. is something I would do, Evan, so yeah. no hate here. It's the United Premier Soccer League. But, oh, sorry. You know. Sorry. Uh, point still stands. Premier yeah. implies better than no adjective. Agree. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a weird, like, I don't want USL to be the bad guys and to kill off competition because NISA is doing such a great job at making themselves irrelevant anyway. Um, but, the only, yeah, it's what... The only counter argument I'll say, though, is that people are drawing lines in cities already, you know? And, yeah. And, and yeah. this fight is going to happen. USL, to be fair, I think they pretty much drew the first lines on in um what no like chattanooga is a big deal but but now there are clubs popping up everywhere with the pro nom uh you know moniker and um a lot of them now are not usl teams that are in usl cities so it's pretty much everyone's doing it and and to me this is a war and and it's ugly and i know i keep pushing this this idea but 
Um, it's just it's just not going to be. I think it's going to be ugly for a while, and people aren't going to like certain leagues at different times for different reasons. And USL is sure. the biggest one, so they look like the bully. That's something uh, I think Harry said as we were logging in. Something about yeah. USL bullying people. We uh, we shall see. You could also look at this as uh, like just USL trying to protect their brand. If you're trying to see it from their perspective. I think you should look at it that way first and foremost, that they are a business and they are right. trying to be a dominant business. I, I mean, <laughs> you alluded to that, um, Ryan and Evan already, but but I think that's the best way to look at it is, yeah. you know, I constantly talk about how romantic sp- sports are and soccer is, uh, but you can't forget that it's also a business and that kind of has to be cast aside often, even though... Phil, there's, there's nothing more romantic in America than making money. <laughs> no, there's nothing less romantic than making money. Ah, you don't. You forgot what the country was founded on, Phil. Well, money. James. <laughs> I've Come seen. Ha- I've seen Hamilton. Come on. We tossed tea into a harbor for a reason. It's why Arizona iced tea is ninety nine cents here and three dollars in the UK. And made in New York. <laughs> I like. Speaking it. of things made, no, it doesn't work. Uh Speaking of things that are international, there it is. The Gold Cup is happening. And uh, 38 players representing the United Soccer League are uh, are going to be there, or at least have made their country's provisional rosters. Uh, <laughs> screw it. Here we go. Uh, Zika Lewis from Bermuda, uh, Noble Akello from Canada, uh, Michael Maria from Charlotte, uh, representing Curacao, uh, Jordan Dover from Curacao? Really? Uh, uh, no, it's got that little X. Oh, it has a squiggly thing. Man, you nailed it. Ah. Nah. Jordan Dover representing Guyana. Uh, eight people representing Haiti, uh, including uh, Cristiano Francois, Derek Etienne Jr., uh, R- Ronaldo Dalmas are the three that I'm excited for. Uh, 11 representing Jamaica. Junior Flemings gets the, the nod. Omar Gordon. Kavon Lambert, Jordan Scarlett, Romario Williams, Speedy Williams, uh, Javon Watson, uh, Ernesto Walker representing Panama, Joaquin Rivas and Juan Barahona for El Salvador, and uh, 11 for TNT, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, Cordell Cato's on there, Navelle Hackshaw, uh, Tristan Hodge, Mikel Williams, and then uh, Andrew Gutman, a really outside shot to make the final 23, but he makes the 40. Uh, the Celtic Loney now playing for the Charlotte Independents representing the United States of America. Uh, guys, it's really cool to see 38 players at least making preliminary rosters in the USL. Uh, I, I think we expected a decently big showing in Jamaica and Haiti and a couple of the other you know Caribbean nations. Uh but we're uh, we're pretty well re- represented here, the United Soccer League. Yeah, I always love when um, those Caribbean uh, nations you yeah. mentioned start doing well in a, in any kind of a game, and yes. and immediately the the talk goes to MLS and USL helping boost these players, and, and yes. you gotta you gotta love and hate that, of course, at the same time considering sure. our recent history. But um, if you're a USL fan and the US does well against them in the near future going forward that's something to be kind of proud of i think that's pretty cool that i think we are lifting the profile of some of these other nations because we're giving them a better league to play in that is on their level and and perhaps improving them at the same time 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at Trinidad and Tobago and Jamaica, both having 11, I, I know it's not like a full, oh, it wouldn't be enough, but, or I know it, they don't all have that positions set up, sure. but that's yeah, yeah. nearly enough for an entire starting 11 right there. If you look at it from a few years ago, that's a wide jump from where it's been, even just since 2014. It is. It's huge. It's huge. And I don't see it ending anytime soon. If anything, you know, we're going to give more and more players the more the, the league gets bigger. League One is going to yeah. start bringing in more players on top of that. So I believe there's a couple guys from League Two that are that are kicking around as well. Uh, oh, Rising uh, Tide raises all ships. Yeah. 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 Big shout out to Zyko Lewis, by the way. Bermuda is going to be in its first Gold Cup. So. Uh, Best of luck to those guys. That'll be a fun one. Just wanted to hit on it. It's a big thing. It'll be interesting to see how many of those guys end up being with the the final rosters. Uh, I imagine we won't see a whole lot of change from Jamaica. I imagine we won't a lot of, we won't see a lot of change from TNT. I'd be a little worried if I was Andrew Gutman. Um, but uh, you know, the U.S. and Mexico never really said they're A squads. It's usually a, a to be polite B plus, I suppose. Yeah, totally. And and the left back position, the way Greg Berhalter uses it, like Gutman can definitely serve that role, and and maybe even more so be some kind of a subbed attacking uh, left back. Yeah. Um, if if things go awry at some point, and obviously on the forty man roster, he's there in case of injuries for the most part when they're at the bottom of the list like this. So. You know, it's pretty cool that that he's probably the third or fourth go to uh, left back um on the list and 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 people have been talking about him people like him he obviously looks very good with charlotte i think you guys could all agree with that and he's doing a great great job of the bright spots down there right now yeah but but it's cool because usl is getting a little play a little talk here it's definitely the highest profile person on this list considering it's part of the u.s but um well and and i mean his parent club and that's what I was about to get to. Yeah, it, everyone I hear talk about this is like, don't think of this as a USL player. Think of this as a Celtic, Celtic loanee, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so that is funny to hear people say that. But it is something we should definitely be proud of. That he's not, he's not playing like lights out. He's not, you know, the leading goal scorer like like the right back for uh, for Tulsa or something like that, yeah. you know. But but he is a very quality player in our league playing for the United possible player for the United States in the gold cup. That's awesome. Yep. Out of the 40 players on, on the uh, roster name for the gold cup, 15 are currently playing with a side outside the United States and Canada. Huh? Nice. All right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to table Mike's tweet until closer to the end of the show because it's not terribly serious. No, it is fun to talk about though. Um, should we do? The- I do like it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. Uh, we did a we meeting myself at Speak Evan Speak on Twitter. Hiya, DMs are open. Feel free. Uh, at USL and Francois, uh, the French USL fan account. I love that these exist. By the way, me too. I think it's there's amazing. nothing that makes me happier than seeing french usl fan accounts if you're listening usl and francais uh i really want to kind of talk to you just to find out your your spiel i don't I know do actually do you think he's actually like french canadian or yeah french? well because the dude this is totally inside baseball for us but whatever i'll do the dude that runs uh anthony that runs uh nashville in in, in france is, is uh french canadian okay 
so I'm curious uh, to see if if uh, if you saw and Francois is is legitimately French or, or not. Uh, there's a St. Louis FC in French now too. Oh, I which love is it! Amazing. I love it! I love it! Yeah, I, I, I'm so curious. I wonder if Antoine Apadre is doing a lot of work that we don't know about. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, he tweeted me the other day, uh, in uh, in English, in fact, which is why I was able to read it. Uh, and he said, "Who are the five most ready USL coaches to make the jump up to that league that people don't like us talking about?" And a, MLS, sorry. Uh, I, I know we've mentioned Cameron Knowles, Kev, of, of the Portland Timbers, too. And I know I've mentioned Brendan Burke. Uh, three names that I just kind of threw, threw out because I think they're guys that can totally do it at, at, at the next level. Uh, John Wolniak, Rick, Rick Chance, and, and Michael Anhauser are my three that would round out that list. I would... But you can also make a case for a couple other guys. Um, I would say... Crap, I'm, I'm looking one up right now because... I forget names, but um, Ian Russell at Reno, 1868. I'd like to see him get a, a shot if he ever, if he pulls out of what he's in right now, which, sure. is, which is a rough yeah. run. So is the question, are they ready for MLS to be a head coach or are they ready to move up and be a, like, the, like say the main assistant, help I mean, out someone already head coach? I took it as the head coach, but if you would like to make it the main assistant to age your decision-making, that's, it's fine by me. I think the thing is, I just want to say this, that I think that none of them are almost no one is ready right this second that I would like to see them either move like we talked last week to an independent USL yeah. side or be an assistant. And I think they would be very, very, uh, a very, very good choice as a head coach yeah. right after that. The other one I was looking up was Braden Cloutier. Um, yeah. I, I think he's really cool and his teams look really good. Um, <laughs> I think he is really cool. Oh, I like the way he coaches. Sorry, that's what I meant. I didn't mean that. I've never met him. No, I love I don't it. Know I love it cool. so much. Though. That's how. That's how Vegas hired Eric Winaldo. They're like, he's kind of fun to be around. Well, is he though? I, <laughs> he might be. Hey man, it might be really exciting. Also, Nikola Popovich, I think, has always been underrated, and I think his yeah. team might be bursting forth. I want to talk about that later, perhaps if we have time. Go but for it. Looking, I, we looking should good. Do. Looking good, and On the a lot of that's due to him. So. Ryan, do you have any? Uh, do you have any? No, it seems like we have basically a pretty good list. Um, you mentioned Will Act from it. I, I mean, Red Bull just kind of they know what they're doing in yeah. there in that system. Uh, hey, jokes on everybody. Gary Smith is the number one answer because he's already going to be an MLS uh, coach. Winner. He's already <laughs> been an MLS coach. Yeah, he's won an MLS Cup. That's how ready he is. Uh, <laughs> no, he's already coaching MLS players. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's coaching MLS's Derek Jones. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. MLS Dre uh, deals. Yeah. The and, MLS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, please don't. don't yes. do that to me. <laughs> please do um, that. Oof. All right. Uh, Anyway, enough talk about Nashville, who won't be here next year. I think uh, the Wolniak uh, shout is really good, though, Ryan. I mean, he. I do. People seriously yeah. thought he might have gotten that job, the senior Red Bull job. Well, because he knows the system. Blah 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 blah. You know, he could have done it. I think. And it's, it's also the entire Red Bull. Um, and we've seen how this system has forced a lot of players into the Leipzig and the Salzburgs of yeah. Germany and Austria. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Jesse Marsh hey. going to Leipzig next yeah. year. Or Salzburg next I'm, year, I mean. Yep, that name that name was escaping me. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was cool. He'll forgive you. It's all right. It's my move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, ask for forgiveness you know uh hey guys uh we're gonna point out some matches that happened in this last week get ready they finally they've done it hartford athletic two loud in united one hartford pick up their first win in club history on the road uh so they they get a little u.s open cup uh they get a win over new york cosmos b whoever they are i don't i don't understand that at all uh, and then they uh, they grab a win here against Loudon. So so good on your heart for a get off snide. Uh, you know, hopefully you can keep that momentum going. Is the key. Yeah, but they fi- they've finally done it. We can finally stop talking about them not winning games. Hopefully they. Uh, I agree. I hope they figured something out. Yeah. But it's I think that it'll help once they finally move into their more permanent venue back in Hartford. But even Pony had said in previous episodes that they weren't as truly terrible as the record had indicated. Mm-hmm. They were a team that was likely to climb up the table, not like climb as in all the way up to playoffs or contention or anything, but at least not be as rooted in the bottom as they had started the season. We know no one's ever going to be as bad as Antigua 2013 ever again. Not officially. Even if they lose that much or play that badly in the current league, they're still not that bad, you know. Yeah, not officially. There's still plenty of time for their ELO rating to drop below what Antigua was. Is, although, to be fair, they played, they will be playing more matches than what Antigua did in 2013. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to see them loan in an attacker or two, or even a facilitator um, would help yeah. them because right now they're kind of launching the ball to Angulo, and we all know Angulo can hit a target from 50 yards away, it seems like. And so yeah. um, that's worked from time to time. But I want to see them you know, figure out the defense because that's what Nielsen can do for sure mm-hmm. and, and then get a couple guys who can make a difference in the front no matter how they, they play their attack. And I think they'll be fine for the rest of the year. Not Not good. Yeah, uh, early, early, early caution. It's early. Uh, battle of one and two in the East. Tampa Bay two, Red Bull two nil. Meaning uh, the Tampa Rowdy scored twice, and uh, the Montclair State Energy Drinks one uh, <laughs> scored no goals. So, uh, Tampa Bay uh, still your reigning and defending USL title belt holders, by the way, which is awesome. And the uh, the last team in USL without a defeat. Uh, I know, I think Matt, well, yeah, Matt from Onion Subs, uh, said he was, he was really happy with the way that that team played against, against Red Bull, because in years past, they probably wouldn't have, have gotten that result. Uh, Tampa, like for real, for real this year. Yeah. Tampa Bay has done really well. They're currently leading the Evo ratings, I think at 1154 at the moment with only the, uh, New Mexico United in the Western conference at a close second, 1141, but they seem as like a very early pick to be the favorite for basically winning the Eastern conference at the moment. They're currently unbeaten in the season. Their last win and it was a two, no, uh, result over New York Red Bulls too. Wantahada had a brace in that match. And, and I was just—I always think back to the fact that I picked Tampa Bay third round of our team draft 
thinking that they would have a comeback season. And it seems like something currently that they're on the right track to have that comeback season through 11 games at six wins and five draws. And it just seems like they're on the right track at the moment for the season. Their next couple matches will be uh, hosting Swope Park at Birmingham and then hosting the two, uh, two of the Carolina sides of NCFC and Charleston. That'll be a good test. Yeah, I mean, I think Swope Park at, kind of rooted at the bottom of the table may be a bit of an easier matchup for them. But once they get around to two playoff side, currently playoff sides at NCFC and Charleston, that'll be a decent test. And then and Ottawa in June. I think what's going to be a tricky uh, turnaround situation would be on July 20th, they'll be hosting St. Louis, and then they travel to New York Red Bulls, too. Mm. That sounds tiring, those two opponents. But we'll see. They're looking so good, though. You know, it looks like... I don't know. Even in the past, when they've had an all-star lineup and they're clicking, you know, playing at home, you just seem like... They know what they're doing. Something's going to break at some point, and they're going to score a couple goals. And they kind of have that look about them right now. And Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like seeing that. It's fun. Especially, and they're, uh, they're deep, too. They are. But you know what? I was about to say they're not, like, star-studded anymore. It's interesting because Poku yeah. is having trouble getting on the field. And I that's shocking to me. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Um, but, you know, still great players. Fernand- Leo Fernandez is... Uh, one of hey. my favorite players in the league right now. Oh, I know him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they're they're a really strong side. They're really uh, hitting well, and they're they're finally the the Brownies team that I think everyone was a little worried about when uh, eh, maybe not the year that they joined, but the year after, uh, where it's just like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna run through everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they've rebounded. I think so far, I have a steal of that team draft. Yeah, yeah, you do, 100%. 100%. Other things, uh, Indy 11, 1-0 over Charleston Battery. They have one loss in their last five. Uh, they're, they're, Indy are playing great. Uh, I, those, uh, those Indy 500-inspired racing jerseys they have are really clean. <laughs> and if, uh, if Trey Higdon would like to slide one my way, he may do. Um. That would be acceptable. I'm Googling. I haven't seen these yet. Oh, they're really sharp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious when they go on sale. I don't know. Hey, speaking of kits, this is a really good way so I can work in uh, uh, shouting out a friend of mine. Uh, Speaking of things that are going to go on sale soon, uh, if Sam Dora wants to keep one of those pride jerseys just kind of off to the side for your boy, uh, he he should do – he already liked the tweet. Good God. All right, that's going to (laughs) happen. Phoenix Rising is selling uh, selling pride training tops, which have their logo uh, in in the rainbow colors, which I'm very excited about. Uh, So I'm going to get me one of those. Someone send me this jersey. I got it. Someone's got to link me that because I can't. Uh, I can. It. I'll find it right quick. Um, I got. Anyway, see it. while I do that, let me talk about uh, yeah, uh, Ottawa Fury being a really good soccer team and Bethlehem Steel being uh, too greedy with the formula of if we sign a bunch of young kids, they can work, and then we'll just filter them all through the first team. Uh because, A, Ottawa stomped them 3 nothing, which I don't feel as bad about as I do in recent years. I saw a tweet earlier tonight where 
Uh, Ottawa, I think, are on Ryan's 17 points right now. Sounds right. Yeah, Ottawa are on 17 points. And last year, at this time, they were on nine. So they've clearly improved. Yeah. Uh, but Bethlehem, uh, like, overcompensated a little bit. Um, or, like, maybe not overcompensated, but, like, don't have the formula that works for them like they had the last couple of years, if that makes sense at all. In a way, do you think they got kind of too good? Well, I don't know. Too good at their system would mean they have replacements, but it seems like all the really good players have moved up and they're using them on the senior side. Yeah, I mean, like, so if if you look at maybe, well, uh, we'll use last year as an easy example because I can, because uh, I can, and there's a couple guys on that team that were like, that are relevant now if you if you pay attention to the U20s. So, like, last year, Bethlehem had uh, Matt Real, Mark McKenzie uh, a little bit, uh, but, like, mostly Maddie. They had guys like, you know, Drew Skundrich and uh, uh, Matt Mahoney was still there. James was there. Like, you had uh, Aronson was proving himself. I think they're in a, in a weird gap where Ernst Tanner – might value youth internationals more than some of their academy kids, which is fine. I don't really care about that from a uh, from like a set of novel standpoint. Um, but I, I think this might be one of the gap years for the academy. And like every MLS club, like Kevin, I'm sure the Timbers go through this, and like Red Bull have gone through it, where like there will be years where that group that you have coming up into the U18s or whatever just isn't as good as the one before it. Um, this might be one of those gap years, but at the same time, there's just like clearly a lack of guys that are in their mid twenties or something that are playing for either better USL contracts or to prove a point to MLS teams that might've passed them in the super draft or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that have that fire and and have that capability and and a little bit of professionalism, maybe that, um, they had in previous years with a guy like, I don't know, uh, Santi Moore is playing out of his bloody mind this year. Yeah, I think that happens with any club that relies on youth. You know? I think I think Red Bull's a weird one. Granted, one year they'll win, and then one year they will be mid-table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and but like, that's relying on the system more than it is, you know, on on the 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 chain of of yeah. And up. and I mean, I think like just objectively speaking, like Tyler Adams is literally a generational talent, and the Union haven't really had one of those come through yet. Like they've had very good American talents and they've had hey, very man. good MLS talents, Aronson's but like close to that. Aronson's, I don't want to big him up too hard, but he's getting there. <laughs> yeah. But like, even, even if you compare Aronson and Adams, like Adams is just, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, he's already in Europe. That's how good he is. Like it was clearly, oh, that's a guy that we're going to need. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Red Bull snapped him up or like, you know, Timo Weah, who PSG are like, well, we can sell him for a profit if, you know, if we let him go. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I, so Ottawa are, are definitely for real. I'm just frustrated with how Bethlehem's season is, uh, is panning out so far for sure. I'm biased, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And they're yours. So you're, you're more judgmental. About yeah. I know sure. a couple of those guys. Yeah. I get that. Um, I do want to mention Ottawa because, yeah. um, while Ryan got the steal of the draft, I did pick Ottawa and everyone freaked the F out about it. And, uh, <laughs> Now, I mean, it's looking like a if good you pick. say you saw this coming, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna call your BS. No, dude, go back and listen. 
now I'm going to post it for real. I'm going right. to go back and I'm going right. to post it and I'm going to say, suck it, Evan. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally right. I said, sir, I, you're a father of three children. That's no way to talk to a fellow adult. All right. That's crossing a line. I will teach all of my kids to rub uh, poop in all of the people's face that doubt them. You're going to be like, listen, so there's this guy named Evan. He yeah. lives in Pennsylvania. This is over here. You're going to be able to teach them geography. That's true. How to swear mm-hmm. and what not to say to people when you're talking to them all at the same time. You know, those are three good things to learn. For They're really great, especially <laughs> geography. But it's also beef. Go ahead, Phil. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Ryan, please pile on. I want to know what you're going to say. I was saying let's all let's be a little fair to the Ottawa that yeah. from June twenty second through July fourteenth, they have a stretch of matches where they're at Nashville, host Charleston, at Tampa, at New York Red Bulls two, and host Louisville City. Hey, that which isn't going to be an easy stretch of games. They've already played Charleston and Louisville City so far this season, having lost to Louisville, well, Drew, Charleston, and they also have already played Nashville an 0-3 defeat. So mm-hmm. you know, there is a tough stretch of games coming up for the Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. Um, and they've had some easy ones, to be honest, lately. But um, the and the big the big thing that hurts them there is I do think their biggest weakness is is defending. And I kind of got some uh, clarification from a buddy, uh, Tyler David, plays for Hartford, and he's kind of yeah. scouting them out because they're about to play him. And he said, yeah, their center backs maybe are the only weak spot on the team. And that was a, a weakness last year till they kind of loaned a guy in, and I'm blanking on who that was and where it was from. But it was kind of a big name, and, and it worked. It helped them. Um, but that said... Um, I do think Popovich is a good coach, and this is kind of what I said in, in what I'm referring to in, in preseason, that I think he's a good coach that he brought in Walfall and, and Charlie Ward, who mm-hmm. we all have lots of faith in. I think their their wingers have been um, more productive than I expected on top of that, and so their attack's just good. It's like a lot of possession. He wants even more possession than they have because they can be pretty practical at times, yeah. surprisingly so for Popovich. But um, they just look like a good team, and they play pretty soccer. I don't expect it to necessarily pay off to be, like, top four, but I would be, wouldn't be surprised if it was five, six, seventh, you know, going into the playoffs. Phil, real quick, did you see the indie kids Ryan posted them in the chat for you? Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to go look. Hey, uh... I had a thought, then I lost it. Oh, uh, Walfall's still undefeated against Bethlehem Steel FC all time. <laughs> oh, those Thanks, kids bro. are hot. Yep. They're really good, eh? Might yeah. buy one. Might buy one. That and the San Antonio, was it Fiesta Kid? The or Fiesta Kids, oh, yes. Those two are my faves this colors. Um, What else we got? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, New Mexico United are terrifying. Dude, what is it? What did they do? I don't, I don't know. So, um, basically, if you're uh, if you have a USL franchise coming in the pipeline next year and no one knows about it, please reach out to us, and you will do really well in your first season. <laughs> that's that's all there is to it. Uh, I just want to know how what they did to put together such an amazing team because you don't <laughs> you don't normally have an expansion team just yeah. come out the gates like this. You certainly don't. This is some like lost. Of, you know what it is? You put an expansion team in the Southwest, and they do really well. <laughs> I, said, I said coming into this season that New Mexico United would, I was picking around a top five team in the West and that they would be the best expansion side. You did. And I hate that they Y'all, were. how many episodes of this are you going to make me listen back to now? These two? <laughs> just, to, just to drag me? 
This was in our bull prediction ones at the start. I hate that I didn't get around to picking them in the draft, and I had ample opportunities to do so, but I was high on New Mexico coming into this season. Here's what I want to do is I want to break down why. Ryan, now, since you put yourself on the spot here saying you got it right, why though? Why did you think they were going to be so good? Because I didn't yeah. think so. I was just looking at all the name recognition players that they were signing of Keaton and Freighter, and of yeah. course now Santi Mar. Or, I mean, after having Evan talk about Santi Mar for a few seasons, I felt like he would do well over out in New Mexico, and it just seems like they, they figured everything out. And aside from a 2 1 defeat with Reno 1868, they've done pretty much everything correctly, even down to who, attendances, just in social media, everything they've built up well. Yeah, and and part of it, I wonder, is in the West, it might be a good idea to just get a really good keeper and then just yeah. load up on the attack. Uh-huh. But you cannot under you know value what they do with Santi Moar. You can't. It's hard to beat someone that people probably aren't valuing for as many well, goals as he's gotten this and, year. And, and like, there's not a lot of guys that are going to pop up like that no this doesn't happen i think this is like a five-year special buy you know what i mean like they really really hit the jackpot with him i don't think they expected this per se i think they expected like hey he's gonna be better we think we found a gem a diamond in the rough but um i i I don't Correct me if I'm wrong, friend, but I don't think Santiago Moore was expecting this. That's interesting. <laughs> Santi, hit I, us up, buddy. Like, I think, I think, listen, he knows he's good and he's very good, but I, I don't think that kind of start, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's something to be said or something to be asked, I guess, about what guys envision as far as their season goes, but man, yeah. him and Kavon Freighter are causing some trouble. Um, I, I would, however, like to talk about the Colorado Springs switchbacks because the beginning of the season, hey, look, here's the part where I get to tell people to listen to old episodes. Uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to pair up with the Colorado Rapids. That'll be great for them because, like, they're local and they'll get more players. And then the Rapids were absolutely hot garbage forever. So they didn't get any of those players that they probably were going to get because, like, if your team's bad, you want to figure out who can make them better. So you're going to use your fringe guys. Uh, and so Colorado Springs hasn't gotten like anyone from the Rapids this year. Uh, that and they just like don't know who they are yet. Uh, like winless in five games, they're two seven two overall. Like they average ninety nine minutes between goals. They finish off eight percent of their chances. Uh, Joe May, the the guy who played for Nashville last year, the center defensive mid, is is a is a great player, like good name recognition. But like, he's a center defensive mid. And uh, I looked it up. Alex Milano, who fun fact was uh, an FC Dallas Academy boy, and then actually played for Dinamo Zagreb's academy, uh, has the most chances, but has only started six games. So like, I don't know what Colorado Springs are doing but they're not doing themselves any favors. Uh, and obviously, New Mexico on their day might be the best team in USL, maybe. or what? I mean, they're definitely one of. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really weird, awkward season for Colorado Springs so far. And just think on the 29th, they'll have to play New Mexico again in the Open Cup. Ugh. 
Here, here's a weird one that came out today. Ben Wright, um, everyone should be checking out his uh, power rankings every week. I think they're pretty yeah. pretty cool to look at. He puts them on a nice graph. And, and today, I don't think he usually does this, but today he posted them combined Eastern and Western. And it was interesting to look at. I think there's no good way to combine them, but New Mexico, I believe, was, <laughs> was on top. And you have to wonder what would happen if they went up against, say, Tampa Bay. Uh, tomorrow, what would what would happen? It'd be a, a really fun game to watch. But I do wonder where I'm going with this is that I do wonder if New Mexico would get shut down by how compact um, so, Eastern teams uh, can be. Because SweetDeck is a wonderful app and I can find it easily. Ben's combined East and West power rankings are in fact Tampa Bay, Red Bull Two, New Mexico. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting. So, me. I mean. Your thought process is 100% correct. Where it'd be really interesting to see what they would do against Tampa Bay, or uh, or the Red Bulls, but uh, we're not getting that until uh, some ridiculous miracle of the U.S. Open Cup or uh, the USL final. November. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that being the final. Yeah, I know it's super early, and I'll eat those words later. But it'd be fun to watch, even if it if it you know something weird happened between now and then. And New Chris Weehan was another player I wanted to give a shout out to. Yeah. Who I was pretty high on it going into the season, and he's still leading New Mexico in assists. That's awesome to hear because I started having my doubts after the first few games with him, I, and Open Openo has not been killing it in Tampa Bay, um, and so I thought Weehan would be similar. But no, I mean one succeeding, one's doing fine. You know, Openo's not bad, but that's good to see. Good player. Good system. Oh, Phil, uh, I suppose you want to talk about your uh, your St. Louis FC drawing Louisville City nil nil. Oh, I, the only thing I wanted to mention is that yeah. Louisville looked like their old selves, and I think everyone should be on uh, alert that Louisville's maybe back. Um, I feel like Louisville's old selves would have gotten the win out of that, especially at home, though. Eh? Well, well, I guess what I'm saying here, and this is bias, <laughs> is that St. Louis is that good. I really do think so. They were. See, that was the underlying thing you were trying to get out of me. I didn't mean to do that, but no, that's no, my bias didn't. popping out. But mm. I really, if you were to assume that St. Louis is that good, then Louisville was incredibly good this last week. Um, but they were at home. St. Louis is worse on the road, more conservative on the road. The thing I loved about that game, though, is that Louisville, their press was just unbelievably good, which is one of the best things they did in the past. So. Um, lots of chances on goal, way more chances than St. Louis. Um, I thought they looked good, and I think they'll destroy anyone mid-table and down in, in the near future, at least, if they keep this going. Um, Props to Hackworth, I guess, because he's, he's bringing them back a little bit with, yeah. with a bunch of new faces. And and the last, go for the it. last time uh, St. Louis played a Louisville City in the league, and Louisville, it was a nil-nil result. That was the opening match of the 2017 season. Interesting. The uh, the final match on the docket, by the way, uh, as we as we always want to do, or as we uh, we like doing naturally, talking about Tacoma Defiance playing Reno 1868, baby. That's a marquee matchup every year. Uh, one one draw. The the result isn't the the important part. What is important is uh, the Tacoma Defiance have matched themselves into the USL record book, uh, eight seconds into their match, they get a goal. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of if you score before the 40th minute, it's too early. 
But man, that was early. Reno gets one back and it ends in a draw. Tacoma with the record setting fastest goal in USL history of eight seconds. I mean, when you watch the highlight, it just goes from kickoff to scoring. It reminds me of that Christian Eriksen goal against uh, Manchester United in January of 2018, which was 10 seconds into that match. But no, the Tacoma per our very own pony, and they now own the USL record for fastest goal in league history. Oh, yeah, and uh, a couple things about this game. Corey Herzog, who didn't do too well with St. Louis last year, has been really surging in Reno as of late. So it's good to see him kind of getting back on his horse and, and scoring a lot in a system that definitely favors him a lot better. Um, and then the other thing about this game, um, if you follow the national team youth setup, Josh Atencio is a guy that's well worth following for the Sounders, playing for Defiance, obviously. But yeah. um, he moved. He's been a six, and he hasn't been getting a million minutes this year. So they have talked about how they're trying to work on projecting what someone's body will develop into by the time they're older. They'll look at their parents. They'll do all these things to kind of guess what they're going to be like finished product physically. And they've decided to move Josh Atencio back to center back instead of playing as a six. And I, I think we're going to see a lot more of this in the U.S., you know, almost like akin to, you know, we don't have any left backs, so let's just take a bunch of left mids and teach them how to defend. You know, that's sure. something that's been happening. I think we're going to start seeing sixes move to center back if they are good defenders because you know, modern center back, obviously. You, you need to be able to pass out of the back. And so if they have the defensive stoutness, their, their body's going to, they're not necessarily crazy fast. They're going to look like a center back by the time they think they're 22, 24, um, move them back. And so he's the first to do that on a, on a high level. And I think you may see him in the uh, youth setups in the future once he gets acclimated. Good player. Another shout out for at least for Reno is after uh, the goal that had equalized to come was from Brian Brown. That was his seventh on the year, and he's currently tied for second in uh, most goals in USL at the moment. As you would have predicted. Oh, yeah, naturally. that's not a big surprise. <laughs> uh, right. I said I was going to get to Mike Pendleton's question at the end of the show, so I suppose I'll do that. Mike tweeted uh, <clears throat> it was a poll. When will the soccer. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, I'm bad at this. When will hashtag soccer wars with a Z be over? Uh, the options were within five years, five to 10 years, 10 to 20 years, or longer, and then in brackets, or never. Uh, guys, I'm going to be honest, I put longer or never. Ryan apparently put 10 to 20 years because he's an optimist. I put five to 10. Wow, you're, what? No, never. Oh my God. Never, huh? Never. Well, what I what I meant was that I think on the pro level, at least, I think it's no. gonna be. I think no. it's gonna be over once MLS <clears throat> and USL, if if they ever implement pro rel within their own leagues, yeah, each. And if they combine, then it's really over. I don't know if that would ever no. happen. My 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 weird thing about like the whole like that whole argument where it's like once once USL implements pro rel, like that'll be it, like. Aren't they just a closed system even with the ProRel because they're only going to be ProRel within themselves? Yeah, that'd be what their setup would be. Yeah, I'd so no one's really going to get what they want here, if, right? Right. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. So this is the United States. Yeah. No, no one's getting what they want. Okay, cool. Because yeah. like MLS USL and like NPSL are not just going to magically be like, now nah, let's open it up. Like it's not going to be a weird like sitcom thing where they're like. But but yeah. if they're the only pro leagues in the yeah. country, then is it really closed? You know. I but like know. by definition, yeah, because there's three pro leagues in the country right now and it's closed. Not to say any spoilers of a recent series finale, but there's a quote from that that pretty much goes, well, well, basically any situation that arises from this pro row is basically going to be no one is very happy, which means it's a good compromise. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good way to put that, Ryan. Other spoilers, uh, Steve Harvey and Dr. Phil fly off into the sun and save the universe. Uh, I'll let you guess which movie that's from. Uh, the village actually takes place in modern times. Um, that was a good one. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Uh, the Titanic sinks. That's a huge one. I'm sorry. Uh, Wait, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. The wow, those, whole two episodes time. Of Friend- those two episodes of Friends. Yeah. And I, it completely changed my... It's a lot darker. I know. I know. <laughs> but no, I, would, I put down 10 to 20 years for that Zahra Wars just because I was trying to be at least optimistic and looking at it from the same situation that FIFA looked at the United States before they hosted 1994's World Cup. And now as we're as 26 on the docket is now in seven years, it seems like that's something that FIFA will want to reevaluate the United States leagues. And much like nope. they said, okay, you need to create MLS. They might want to take I... a look at it again. But it's I gotta disagree with you on that. I got I to disagree with you on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to 1994, I completely understand FIFA saying, hey, if you're going to host this World Cup, yeah. you should have a professional league. Outside of like that, I just do not see FIFA uncaring at all what the, the soccer federation does with the pyramid. Yeah. So I, so I don't think that sure. there's going to be any influence from mm-hmm. them. But that being said, I do agree with you as far as 10 to 20 years, depending on how things go. Um, like you guys have mentioned, I do think that the USL is going to get to a pro rel within their own leagues. Mm. MLS is not going to go anywhere. MLS is not going to open up. MLS themselves, if they go to 30 or 40 teams with a People dropping 300, 400, 500 million. Maybe they'll go to two league, two divisions and kind of go up and down within them. But like a Liga MX thing? Maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> but as far as like the timeline when this whole thing will go over, I think that a lot of these, these professional soccer leagues that are trying to get off the ground won't. And then yeah. in 10 or 20 years, the system will either going to be the same or USL is going to have pro rel within its three divisions. MLS is just going to still be the top, but it's going to be, I think it'll just be less of an issue down that road. As soccer just gets more popular, people just kind of accept this is how America does things. And after the 2026 world cup, I think it'll, it, we maybe not even discuss it anymore. I don't know. Well, a lot of people have been bringing up how Mexico, I think we did it in our DMS today. Actually, I think it was Ryan saying how Mexico wants to have no pro rel in the future right. and and we and i mentioned after that that maybe there'll be a european <clears throat> european super league at some point with no pro rel you know this could become yeah. the norm in the future kind of what you're alluding to there 
Well, part of the problem with the Purell in Mexico is that you can just pay to not have it happen to you. <laughs> yeah, which happens. It's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that because like- Mexico is going to have that problem next year with the uh, Liga MX. So Vera Cruz was going to be that last team to get relegated, but they're going to be staying in the league yeah. as Atletico San Jose, uh, Atletico's Madrid, uh, Liga MX side. And they're just going to be a one promotion for the Asensio division. So Liga MX will now have 19 teams in their league next year, as opposed to their typical 18. And so they are, there is no relegation happening this season. It's just a promoted team coming up. Also decently sure I heard that if like uh, Veracruz was gonna get relegated, they just go into like administration. So uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's Very a weird, weird scenario. And and the A League's already expanding in Australia to have two new teams as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's becoming a thing, right? Well, there's money in soccer. Right. I mean, you know. Ryan's asking about, well, is is FIFA going to care about how the U.S. has their pyramids set up? You know, they don't even care about how Qatar builds their stadiums, so clearly not. Yeah, you're right. FIFA doesn't money. even care how to do ticketing for the Women's World Cup. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to sit with your children? Sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why would you want to do that? That's what it was. FIFA's doing everyone a favor being like, we're getting you away from your kids for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> Isn't that what you wanted? I think that's the big thing. It's nothing that a pile of money won't fix. I mean, this is FIFA or can't fix. All right, this is FIFA that we're talking about. Yeah. Without a doubt, we'll be able to do what we want for the right price. Well, that's that's our new tagline, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Doing what we want for the right price. Here at the USL show, Phil, read, read, read the ad, do it, go right into it. Hey, if you guys need anything, you might want to yeah. go to uh, golden gold press. It's the best yeah. choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items just for yourself or organization. Check out their amazing products at the fraction, a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. First time reading that. If it's not obvious, goldengoldpress.com. They do what you want for the right price. Yeah. Go do it or ask for more money. Yeah, or or and then do it. <laughs> start doing it yourself and bootleg it. I don't. Whatever. Who yeah. knows? Sharpie and a white T-shirt from Haynes, baby. That's all you need. Um, guys, should we get out of here before this gets any worse? Let's definitely do that. Okay, great. Let's do that. So, uh, if you want to follow any of us, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, Ryan is at my favorite airport at ILM underscore Ryan. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. He's not literally at my favorite airport all the time. Nor is the one in Wilmington my favorite airport. At ILM underscore Ryan is his Twitter handle. You can follow him there. Uh, you can follow my dear friend uh, Kev at K McCamish PDX. Uh, you can follow Phil at uh, Phil Grooms with two L's and two O's. Uh, or at STL Soccer Report if you're more only caring about soccer things that happen in St. Louis or Josh, Josh Sargent news. <laughs> uh, if you, uh, for whatever reason, want to hear, see, or uh, complain to me directly, you can do that at Speak Evan Speak. Uh, I'll be more than happy to block you after you complain about what I do with my life or, uh, I don't know, accept your praise for saying that you're, uh, I'm clearly your favorite USL-based podcast host. Clearly. Clearly. Kelsey Steele ain't got nothing on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true at all. She's wonderful. Uh, and that was actually a very good podcast to to rehash that from a month or two ago. 
if you want to follow the show, you can do at the USL show. Uh, we're being sued, so don't worry about it. But uh, but they're going to hand me over that paper any day now. I can feel it. Uh, we'll buy so our way out. Everyone sign we up. We will. Our we're gonna we're gonna see if FIFA can get us to stay on the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So check us out at the USL show. Special thanks to our sponsors for putting up with this every week. Uh, BGNFM at the BGNFM BGN.FM and Roughneck Scarves at Roughneck Scarves or RoughneckScarves.com as well as Golden Gold Press. Uh, we appreciate it every week. Thanks for everyone for sticking with us through the live stream. Thanks for everyone listening to the podcast and everything. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Take care, y'all.